and welcome to episode 55 of the Paul Norton podcast. Now, today's podcast was an exceptional one. Reason was we actually got to do this face to face. And it's something that when you do face to face podcasts, it's a whole different level. Today, I had the pleasure of having Catherine O'Keefe, who owns the Wellness Warrior. And we went through everything from you know, female fat loss to women's health to perimenopause to menopause. And again, this is a huge, huge area. And Catherine is she's an advocate for women, you know, not just in Ireland but all over the world when it comes to perimenopause, when it comes to menopause. And again, this is our second podcast and I'm sure we'll do another one again. But as always, if you've liked this podcast, if it's helped you in any shape or form, please share, please like, don't be afraid to send me a message or Catherine and hope you enjoy. Catherine, how's things? Let's go. <laughs> how's it going, Paul? Good, good. good. Good to have you on the podcast again. It's good yeah. to be in the studio, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's a little yeah. bit different. Ireland versus Australia. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. But I suppose just to get kind of started, it'd be good to, could to kind of tell people about like who you are, what you do and, you know, the importance mm-hmm. of what you do as a coach. Um, so uh, I'm a menopause workplace consultant. So what I do, you know, my as you know, I'm all about menopause. So I'm a huge menopause advocate and I do a lot of work. Um, now, a lot of my work is in workplaces and I do a lot of group work as well with women just kind of trying to uh, just take the bewilderment out of menopause because you can go on to Google, you can go on to social media and sometimes it can be very overwhelming and there's so much information out there. So what I really do is just try and take the mystery out of it and just make it really practical so that women can kind of just help themselves navigate their own menopause because one of of the key things with menopause is it's so individual to all Mm. of us Um, and it's not you know it's individual in terms of where you're at in your life any additional stresses and so forth that you have it will just make it it's a different experience so really my passion is just to kind of just help women to thrive through the menopause years as opposed to kind of um being a rabbit in headlights mm. <laughs> you know it's a huge topic something that like because my mum and she before she passed away she had she got menopause when she was like 35 or 6 wow so she was on a lot of medication from like you know issues and stuff and I think that maybe yeah. brought it on but she was she went through a tough time and it's kind of why for me like it's it's a it's an amazing topic because so many people go through it mm. and i think for me what i found because i work with a lot of women over the years and it seems to be i work with a lot of more as i get older my clients are getting older too but menopause seems to be a gray area like people it's kind of like taboo still and not many people kind of get into it what would you say about mm. anyone i i think um i think it's it's definitely in ireland we've shattered uh the taboo of menopause mm. and we're but we're still doing that and i think like i i was in canada um just over the summer and you could definitely see there i don't i didn't feel and i you know know from colleagues that live in canada i don't think they're quite where we are i actually think in ways ireland is has progressed a lot over particularly over the last I think five plus years you know we talk about it a lot more but saying that there's a lot more that has to be done yet and you know I would see that a lot in the workplace work that I do that you know it's being able to sit at work if you're at a Mm. meeting or you're behind a counter or whatever 
and for it to be okay and normal to have a hot flush you mm. know we're definitely not there yet so we ha we have room to you know there, there's work to be done but we are making progress and one of the big things that i'm seeing um is that more men are becoming involved in the conversation and only um the other day i actually got a phone call from a husband um who was asking me how he could help his wife that's not a that's not a rare thing it's happening mm. more and more that partners will reach out to me that either by they'll call or send an email and they'll just say listen you know what can i do mm. um where can she start or you know how can she find information and you know i think that's brilliant because the menopause conversation it's not just about the person going through it it's everybody that's impacted in your life is mm. impacted so your family your friends etc so it's a big societal conversation and i think we just need to keep encouraging you know that conversation to continue and i think now the fact that lid has been blown open on it mm. it has to continue and you know it has to particularly in ireland it has to be kind of enmeshed or embedded in everyday life you know from work to home to all aspects 100 i suppose the big thing is we're so before is like about weight loss and that's mm. my main area like trying mm. to you know focus on weight loss and for me like i've the same as a few other good coaches in ireland have got around the concept of like menstrual cycle how important that plays a role and i think for me like my next thing is like you know because obviously people everyone's going to go through perimenopause and menopause and from what i've you know weight loss the aspects kind of change so in terms of weight loss and fat loss point of view what's what kind of happens in that area in them areas yeah, I think um, if one thing just you mentioned there is about the menstrual cycle, and I so agree with that. We've got, and it's something I've been doing a lot of work in that area, kind of separate to the menopause space mm. in terms of we're so negative about yeah. it. <laughs> we're so negative. It's like, you know, it's Auntie Lucy's coming to visit. There's always, you know, we don't, yes. we can't just say I'm having my period, you know, mm. it's, and I think all of that is part of the kind of you know the preludes to menopause being normal it's also normalizing periods and it's normalizing the menstrual cycle and actually looking at how our menstrual cycles are actually a very good indicator of our overall health if you've mm. got a healthy menstrual cycle that's a good indication that you're in a good place yeah. you know your health's in a good place um so i think it's very it's deeply connected obviously um with with menopause but i think in relation to menopause and weight loss oh my gosh it's one of the biggest symptoms <laughs> i mean if you look at um, if you Google the symptoms, I think it'll come up with saying there's 36, 38 symptoms of menopause. Mm. My actual run and tally at the moment is 54. Um, but I go into that's a lot of detail. You know, I yeah. break down the euro, the genitourinary um, syndrome of menopause. I, I include that. But one of the biggest symptoms is the impact on weight. Mm. Now, there's a small minority of women who will experience weight loss um that they'll you know have an um they won't sustain weight it's a very small portion mm. of women though and that can have an impact on your bones because we obviously need weight to keep our bones yeah. healthy and so forth but then the actual weight around the middle is just it's a big struggle for many people and i would even i notice my myself like um as you know i do a lot of running and um, i also do yoga and pilates but 
I would have found, particularly before the summer, where I kind of lapsed a bit with my running because I was under a deadline with my book and stuff. Um, I found, oh my God, the weight was just coming on really quick mm. because I wasn't running four times yeah. a week. Um, so kind of when the summer hit, I was trying to get back into that because I just know for me, exercise is so important. Yeah. So when it comes to weight loss, um, are you know the the challenges that come with weight gain in menopause i think the majority of women will experience it at mm. some stage um i've always been uh, you know i've never really had to think massively about my weight but definitely now i consciously have got to make sure i have movement every single day you know whether that's running mm. going for a walk whatever it is um because it's a big part of it as is food obviously you know good nutrition um but it's certainly it's i think it's probably it's definitely one of the top 10 challenges that women will experience um in in menopause and you know that's hard because if you're having sleep issues as can often happen mm. if you're having sleep issues and then you know that's compounded by you wake up the next day you're not going to feel maybe like going for a run yeah. or a swim or whatever and then you're probably just going to grab the quick breakfast because you're kind of like you're too tired to start making good nutritional choices so it becomes a very vicious circle and that's why it takes um it really takes dedication to be um to target your weight in menopause um you know because it will start to go around the middle and mm. um, it changes from maybe where your weight distribution was before and you'll also you paul you know this more than anyone you know i'm not a fan of fad diets but if you were using a diet before that worked for you yeah it probably won't work in menopause because no. <laughs> so, you you got to think differently in menopause does like does menopause like affect thyroid or any that or like does it affect bmr stuff like that when we look at the thyroid um and particularly in ireland a thyroid imbalance is really common um what can happen it can obviously happen postnatally is very common mm. but it can also be quite common that the thyroid goes out of balance in the perimenopause years and as you know one of the key symptoms there is that um you can have weight loss or yeah. you can have weight gain which is the the, the more common one um so i always kind of say i'm a huge fan of just making sure from your 40s you are kind of having an annual blood test mm -hmm. and it's not for the blood test to tell you you're you're in menopause because that's that's of no benefit it's really to rule out that there's anything else there and primarily it's checking the thyroid because a lot of the symptoms of a thyroid imbalance look very similar to the symptoms of perimenopause and um, I also kind of think it's good as well you know to look at your iron levels because if you are having heavy periods which is very common um, in the perimenopause years you could become anemic so again the blood tests are good just to kind of watch your iron levels and so forth so all of those will impact because if you are anemic you're not going to have energy and you know it will impact in terms of the ability to exercise you mm -hmm. know sleep is impacted all that type of thing and the thyroid will have the same impact as well because the bmr does tend to drop doesn't it when you go through that does it do your bmr drop when you go in perimenopause and menopause it will change so it's it's again it's going to be so individual mm. i mean everything we're looking at in menopause is so individual so it's really kind of you know i always kind of say look your best friend your sister your mother yeah. you, you can't necessarily 
you're not it's not going to be the same experience the only thing genetically we know like say when i mention your mom's menopause um age-wise if Mm. your mom went into menopause early there is a higher chance and there's probably a very good chance that you will go into menopause early Mm. but your experience of menopause I don't know. I personally believe they'll always be different, you know, in the familial um, relationship because our lives are different now. The stresses we have today are very different to, say, the stresses our parents would have had and so forth, you know. So it's menopause is it's so individual, (laughs) you know. My my approach is like I'm not that holistic approach, but like my approach is quite like sustainable approach and the big thing even any client i have like my my goal is to, yeah i want my clients to you know let, let's lose weight feel confident but mm. my my overall approach to get any of my clients is to be able to get the results i want to get but also consume more food than i had before because the issue is anyway whether it's like you know men's cycle or perimenopause people like do these dad fights and they'll, they'll crash people <laughs> they get the results but at some stage like your body will adapt yeah and then people yeah. get this stuck whereas for me like I've got some clients who I've worked with and like they've got down they've let's say when they started me they're on 1400 calories as an example but then when they left me whether it be 8 months 12 months time they're consuming 3000 calories yeah. and that's such a good place I mean, any of my best clients even I've got a lot of ladies now going through menopause and you know my goal for them is to get them to you know lift weights to build muscle to raise their BMR and then they can consume more food never because yeah. I think like this, this massive area that we all have to it's for me like it's not the diet that fails it's what happens afterwards because yeah, yeah. the diet is the easy part and you restrict your food so far your body has to use tap into fat stores but then it's what happens afterwards mm. and for me mm. like it's even if I'm going through PCOS or thyroid issues or even like menopause is trying to get them to understand how it all works but also get them to like initially raise their being more from like having you know leaner muscle or gaining yeah. muscle yeah and I, like it's such a crucial part the mm. bone and the muscle part of it because if you look at you know women are very prone to osteopenia osteoporosis mm. you know where the bone changes in density um and that kind of ramps up as you start into to perimenopause and that's why you know aerobic exercise is fantastic but it's the bone strengthening exercise mm. that's really important and um i know you mentioned lifting lifting weights um there that's one thing i haven't done um mm. i did it years ago yeah. and it's the one thing i want to start doing because i yeah. know i have to do it yeah because otherwise um i know long term it'll make me more prone to injury to fractures and all that kind of stuff if i don't put the effort into my bone health now and i think think i think that's one of the big things that you know you have a lot you'll see a lot of, of blogs a lot of conversations around um the importance of looking after your bones in the menopause years and i think hrt we know that estrogen has a protective role to play in the bones mm. but you can't just look to that you've got to make sure you're doing yeah. the exercise and movement piece and i think i sometimes worry a little bit about that that are we missing that part of the message because yeah. um it doesn't mean if you're on hrt that doesn't give you a get out of jail card 100%. from doing your exercise right it's just we have to do it we really have to do it so when you start and i I want to i'll ask you about calories in a minute but when you start then working with women who are in say perimenopause or menopause how how does the weight training um side of it look 
But I'd but anyone who starts me like I'll, I'll always like just try get them doing the basics. And it could be even the case of doing yoga or doing something really simple and kind of build from there. Okay. Uh, especially if someone hasn't been in gym before, it's quite daunting oh, to be yeah, going to gym. Yeah, so yeah. even if it's like doing like, so I've got someone who does the works for me does yoga, so it could be like doing yoga. Okay. And I just like slowly build it from there, and then just like build, 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 and then once you get used to it and start doing this, like I, I've got one client and she's like Galway, and like she's just doing amazing like she's you know she's went from the yoga to stretch now she's doing the weight training she's seen the benefits because yeah. and now we're slowly she's been with me for like six months now and she's slowly starting to increase her food and stuff like that okay you know i don't i don't get into the the you know the behind what happens behind my my goal is help them get the results when they get yeah and as you said like you know whether they do hrt i think a lot of people do kind of get fixed on you know hrt is a way to fix it but then yeah. you have to you have to look back like your food nutrition it, like it, plays such yeah. a massive power your yeah. nutrition is like fuel mm. and if mm. like if you can get the right fuel inside your body like the like the meditation yoga for me and like then then just like doing small resistance training yeah and it could be a case like this this girl client like she would just start doing like squats from the chair okay. like simple stuff and yeah. kind of built from there and then her confidence grew and grew and grew and for me like it's again the benefits from what i learned is the benefits of doing resistance training not only for your bones and all that kind of stuff but from my point of view it's it's my my goal is to help any of my clients like to kind of build more muscle or get stronger because the more muscle you have in your bones the more your bmr has to rise your body needs more energy to consume so rather than someone consuming this low food and gaining weight if they're getting stronger they're building muscle mm -hmm. they can then consume their body needs more food to kind of burn so it's a win-win and that, that to me is not no one really speaks of that enough because it's real boring it's like someone signs up <laughs> says you know we, I can get your results in like 8 weeks or you can come with me for the next like 12 months yeah. like 12 months doesn't really sound sexy but like <laughs> yeah, but no. 12 months is 12 <laughs> that months sounds is, like hard work it does and a lot of people online like will try to do the quick fix because mm. it sounds good oh, I yeah. can get you your dream results in 8 weeks yeah. But no one talks about it afterwards. And, and and let's not forget that menopause can be anywhere from four to twelve years. Yeah. So like um you know, I, I just I, I run from something like that mm. when it comes to kind of the weight or your just your bone and muscle mass because it has to be the long term, mm. right? And you know, I think that's one of the big things. It's like supporting yourself through menopause, it's not one thing. It's yeah. not HRT, it's not acupuncture, it's not, you know, herbs. Or, it's not one of these on mm. their own. It's a combination of things together. And I think that's where the success comes from. When you bring the nutrition, the sleep, you know, the healthy lifestyle, you bring all of that together and make sure that you're kind of you're supporting yourself through um, the challenging symptoms that you're you're having. Just you mentioned earlier, um, Paul, you were talking about calories. Now, I, I have to be really honest, I could think of nothing worse <laughs> than going around counting the calories yeah. of what I'm eating during the day. But like, so, so how does that work practically? Everyone's going to have a different approach. My, my whole con concept is that like when I look at, you know, if I, if I like I've got some clients to track sometimes. My, my, my goal is that like I want people to be able to like not, they might off tracking for a wee while. But mm -hmm. like it's more so to understand like different food groups and the way i look at it is like i said to my anyone i work with is like that like imagine my fitness pal is like it's a way to keep yourself accountable it's only a tool it's, yeah. it's like when you look at your your fine your bank balance it's only a tool like you look at your app for your finance your money and it's only a tool so when we look at like calories for me it's more education like i i've got my own like i've got a meal generator which gives a meal plans i do all the jazz and i've all these different tools 
but then if I give someone like a macro target it's like I want them to understand the importance of protein fats and carbs yeah. and why you're having fats for your hormones why you're having yeah. carbs for your glucose levels so your brain yeah. and protein for your muscles and then with the counting calories as well I just it's for me it's educational how to understand like different food groups what's and what and it's 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 more education for me but like, I want I want my clients to be able to to understand like what it is and how it all works and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff because nowadays it's everything online is like carry deficit 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 it's all going down the same road but for me like a deficit is only like it's only one part of it so if i get my clients to look at the calories it's more so education understand that you know you're only using this as a tool mm-hmm. and it's a way to keep you accountable mm-hmm. like i'll for me like i'll track my calories for maybe a week or two and then i won't track for a couple of you know a couple okay. of months okay okay so because i have a baseline but yeah. for other people like they might track you know contingency but my whole goal is to have someone maybe at the start let's say maybe track for a wee while and then slowly veer out because let's say i've got clients at the moment who let's say might be at let's as an example 1500 calories but i want them to be like start increasing their food up to a point where they don't need any but no then help. as they're doing that though they're doing the exercise in tandem with it 100 yeah, yeah. yeah so like the yeah. my fitness pal is only for me the track and the calories only it's only an educational tool mm-hmm. and then obviously then i look i always look at like lifting weights is like more for mental health like if you can go to the gym to get stronger to be healthier to be fitter yeah. it's more for mental health and then yeah. if you can like look at your food and point confidence view, right 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah and then like just looking at food as a way to fuel your body because the better your fuel is in your body the more you're going to feel yeah it's like last night as an example i was at home and i had a choice to have like you know a pot of green vegetables somali or like have you know some cheesecake and I know the cheesecake would have been nicer, but I felt better having the, the vegetables yeah. as boring as it may be. It's just the minerals, the vitamins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think the way it's gone now with social media is that every person coach is saying, you can eat the food you want once you're in deficit. And what's happened is that people that are having this cheesecake, they're saying, oh, this is 500 calories. They're associating food with a number. Okay, and yeah. I feel yeah. like what's happened is, especially in Ireland, is like people have lost the idea of like what food is. Yeah. So people are seeing food as number. You what know, good food is yeah right like i can yeah. have like i can have a and to me like this whole thing people are saying there's no good or bad food that's correct mm-hmm. but then there is like good and there is nutrient dense food non nutrient yeah yeah but people yeah. are associating like oh well i i should be losing weight because i've had this 500 calorie you know cheesecake and i'm still in a deficit yeah whereas for me it's trying to get my people and clients to understand that food is fuel yeah because yeah, that's what yeah. happened is every, every coach has gone down this blueprint of like you can lose weight in a deficit you can eat the Mars bar the Snickers and then people sign up all the rest yeah. but then no one wants to be truthful and say actually no Mary or John you, you actually yeah. need to have your greens and vegetables yeah because like I mean I'm I, my poor fan of car- I'm a big fan of carrot cakes right so mm. <laughs> I know that's lethal when mm. it comes to calories but like you know if I was having a carrot cake every day I mean that's yeah. not going to work right no. but I think for me it's all about it's 80 20 it's moderation you 100%. know so if I have one a week on, on a Friday after a long run I you know I kind of think yeah oh, that's yeah. okay I deserve that you, you know? have to enjoy life <laughs> yeah, isn't it yeah. well just yeah, education I, I think and I think that's you know one thing that I find um, the one piece that there's a lot of confusion about is protein mm. I think a lot of times um, women kind of just don't really realise how um beneficial protein is in the menopause years if i was to pick any of the food groups you know protein is so so important for as you mentioned earlier like your muscle mass mm-hmm. your bone health etc so i think that's one thing that i kind of feel that um uh, it just it, it sometimes i feel it doesn't get the kudos it yeah. needs to get you know and it, it is that whole part of of looking at food in terms of not the quick fix mm-hmm. but thinking of um you know what will uh, 
you know what's really what's what's feeding you for today but i also think what's future proofing you for 10 20 years down the line so like say omega-3 foods and things like that yeah. that are really good for your brain health for your cognitive function and um and things like that you know but protein issues like it's the building block for your hair skin nails tendons mm -hmm. like it's so and it's again i think ireland as well ireland is like protein deficient it's crazy everyone is like carbs 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 but like everyone is so like pro, like my even my dad at home like protein doesn't even know what it is my brothers sisters they just they all just go for carbs 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 mm. you know it's crazy like how in ireland like that it's not it's not it's getting better but it's known everyone associates protein with big being big and blocking yourself yeah and drinks protein drinks 100 yeah as opposed to kind of the good proteins but even like injuries like i've got a lot of some clients who got injured and i'll have one to hit protein targets ones that don't the ones who hit protein targets like they'll always recover quicker but even when likewise going through the menstrual cycle going through even probably menopause how important is like your nutrition mm -hmm. yeah so so important because like if you look i always kind of think you know our menstrual cycle it is one of the vital signs for for women for you know the indicator of your health and so forth but your your menstrual cycle is one of the ways that you can help it you know on, on the basis that there isn't underlying conditions there is nutrition so it is making sure you have good food and i mean there is you can go a little bit further and you can talk about seed cycling and so forth where at different times of your cycle you might um eat more of a particular seeds um mm. like pumpkin seeds chia seeds etc which we know can have additional nutritional benefits um, but i think you just simplify it by just understanding that at certain times of your cycle it's going to be even more beneficial to eat healthier yeah so you know certainly i think those when your period starts when we all know we kind of hit a wall and you feel exhausted and everything that's really when you want the good food mm. that's your body is going to tell you no i just want to curl up watch netflix eat popcorn and whatever um but that's when you really want to get the good the good food in and it, it's it's so important in perimenopause i would say from your early 40s onwards mm. that you really just try and put a bit more effort um into your food and i know one area that i find a lot of women skip is breakfast and mm. to me I love breakfast. I probably put more effort into breakfast yeah. than, you know, I, I do for dinner, obviously, because I have kids and stuff. But breakfast is one our breakfast in our house is probably as big as our dinner. Um, in terms of, you know, um, we cover all the food groups um, you know, you've got protein, etc. Um, but it's just make I just know myself. I have a better day when I have a good breakfast and mm. I know it's the same for the kids, you know, so I think that's one area that if you're looking at, you know, how do you start to, you know, set yourself up for weight management in menopause? I think it is, you know, understanding the benefits of nutrition and it's also looking at a start. How do you start your day? Mm. You know, um, I uh, generally, you know, would start off with warm water and lemon. When I was in Canada, my sister has a fabulous habit of um, she does her meditation. She's got some lovely fresh green tea as part of that and I just thought oh I was loving that that was just like you know if you could start your day like that just making that effort to get up a bit earlier have yeah. the house on, on your own when it's quiet I mean that just makes such a difference you know um because you know if you're if you're facing many of the symptoms of menopause um you know it can be overwhelming and mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's 
you know, if you're having hot flushes, you know, vaginal dryness, any of these symptoms. And then if you come along with the weight gain on top of that, you just start to things start to feel heavy. So it's really important just to do small things Mm. that can really set yourself up. And I'm a huge believer, Paul, in just don't do a mountain. I think I know you're the same. Don't do a mountain of things at the same time. Just pick one small Small thing. Small steps. That's the biggest. And even like sleep is probably huge. Oh, massive. I'm I'm doing a lot of work like just learning more about sleep and sleep and just Mm. obviously sleep and menopause because that's a a huge area that I want to start getting into more and more. I suppose in terms of like, let's say weight loss going into, what was your, what would be your tips in terms of someone going through that? Um, you know, uh, we say, like I said earlier, you know, starting with your breakfast, but I backtrack a bit and I will say, start with your sleep. I mm. always say, and I, I know you're familiar with Tom Coleman, but I've always been saying um, to Tom, you know, sleep is the bedrock of thriving through menopause. Mm. Because if you can get your sleep right, and whether, however you do that, if it's using HRT or um, if it's just a good nighttime re- routine, whatever it looks like for you, if you get sleep right, you're then you're at the foundation you have everything now to build on and Mm. as we know we lose weight when we sleep when you've good nourishing sleep your body's working away and through through the night as you sleep so getting sleep right is really really important i would say the number one place to start if you're looking at you know starting to look at weight management i would start with sleep Mm. get that right and everything starts to change but it can take time to get sleep right um i've tons of blogs on my website um on sleep because it's such a big area but it's really worth putting the time and commitment into you know not just thinking about sleep when your head hits the pillow but thinking about what happens in the 60 minutes before Mm. you put your head you turn off the light and your head's on the pillow because for me that 60 minutes is complete wind down it's you know i go upstairs i've you know i don't have so many lights on um you know do my face all that type of thing read a book it's all about starting the calm down and just making sure that you know if maybe you've had a busy day and you might have heightened cortisol you want to calm things down um and then basically you're kind of you're starting to get your body wired for okay i'm ready now for sleep so i think what i would say so in relation to um i would say start with sleep i would say really understand the power of good food in menopause and it's not just about don't think about just your menopause symptoms Mm. okay think about the long term as well because everything you do in the menopause years is going to set yourself up for future health, your bone health, your brain health, and what's really, really important and a huge issue for women globally is heart health. Mm. And cardiovascularly, you know, everything you're doing in terms of exercise will all benefit, as will managing your weight and good nutrition. I think it's like it's just it's probably more mindset. Mindset's big, isn't it? Because again, when we look at um when we look at let's say you know weight loss if as menopause it comes back down to the probably the basics of like you know sleep you know eat well exercise but then i find from like you know a lot of weight loss coaches are you know these fad diets and all these other nonsense mm-hmm. but then what i kind of see a little bit of trend in menopause too is a lot of menopause experts kind of going down different routes and everyone everyone seems to have like a different opinion as well mm. and i find that from my area work everyone has different opinions but now i'm seeing that now menopause is other coaches popping up with like different it is do this and this and this 
Yeah, I think this is where you've got to find what works for you. And remember, it's individual. And then it's really about kind of it's really about doing what feels right for you. Trust your gut. Mm. I mean, you know, gut instinct, it is there. It's very, very valid for women, for everybody. You know, go with what feels right for you. Don't go with the fads because everybody else is doing it. Mm. You know, you have to really um, understand what's supporting you. And, and if you start to do something and your body is telling you, oh, OK, I like this or you're feeling good. Well, then, you know, that that's a good thing and your mindset will tell you that and I, I think that's really important because every single person is going to have a different experience of menopause mm. symptoms might be the same but the experience is individual and you've got to stay stay in your own lane you know yeah. you've got to kind of stay with yourself for that experience and understand that you know hey it's my menopause and in a way own it right mm. um you know and don't be afraid of it there's a lot of fear about menopause um i feel because you know there's a lot of overwhelm and that leads to fear if you don't have understanding so mm. that's why one of my main goals is to try and you know dispel the fear and get people to understand listen this is an inevitable stage of life yeah. <laughs> you can't avoid it you can't skirt it you know as you know you have to go through it yeah. so um it's a matter of just setting yourself up for success is really important you know well, 100 spoiler for you go and you've got a book coming haven't you yes i do um next year so as soon as uh, I know when that's coming, I'll tell you. <laughs> but stuff. I think it's uh, I think it's March or April um, next year. So um, yeah, that would be great. No, it's good. I suppose it was a quick one today, but I suppose if people want to find out about more about you, Catherine, how did they find Yeah, you? just on my web website, wellnesswarrior.ie, and we can put in the links and so forth. But uh, that's where they'll get me. Oh, amazing. Great. Yeah. Thanks for being on board. Thanks, Paul. Perfect stuff. <laughs>